ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. The goalkeeper's not taking it clean. He's still pinging around in the area. Torpy! And Caitlin Torpy scores a first international goal and drops down on the edge of the six-yard box with the Uzbek defence in disarray. And Caitlin Torpy just wound up with the right beat. That was Caitlin Torpy's first official goal for the Matildas and it was one of 10 they scored to cement their place at the Paris Olympics. Torpy is Matilda number 227, having received her cap just two matches ago. Since then, she's been picked to start in both qualifiers against Uzbekistan and played the full 90 minutes last night. How did it feel to debut for her country and what is it like to wear the famous number 20? Let's ask her. I'm Poppy Penny and this is ABC Sport Daily. Caitlin Torpy, Matilda number 227. Last night you were picked in your second starting 11 in front of a packed house in Melbourne. The Matildas qualified for the Paris Olympics in emphatic fashion. What was that feeling like? <laughs> even you just saying it now, I'm getting goosebumps and I can't <laughs> even wipe the smile off my face still and I don't think it will be going for a while. So... Words can't really express how I'm feeling right now, but no, very, very happy. What a dream start for a second cap. Caitlin Torpy has had an impact tonight almost instantly in these opening five minutes. How did coach Tony Gustafsson and the group address the victory and the Olympic qualification last night after the match? Oh, yeah, it's it's very surreal, um, but he pulled us all together in a huddle and we just kind of said it and all processed it for the first time. And then we obviously did the celebrations in the change room, which was nice. And yeah, it's a crazy feeling that, you know, the Matildas are going to the Olympics now and it's a massive feat for them. So yeah, no, it's very cool. What did it feel like to be part of that, to be part of the group that gets the Matildas to the Olympics? Oh, amazing. Like I said, words can't really express how I'm feeling. It's a Massive dream come true and then now it's just about pushing to actually make the squad. You scored your first official goal in the 22nd minute, although most Chile's fans are giving you that own goal as well. And now the opportunity, Torpy's cross deflected and it's in the back of the net. It's the perfect start, 35 seconds on the clock and already Marvel Stadium erupts. I imagine you've dreamt of that moment for your whole life. Did it live up to the hype? Oh, yeah, definitely. I think the crowd makes it so much better and you don't really picture it until you're there. But, yeah, I definitely, I don't I don't want to credit my first goal too much only because I don't want that to be my first Matilda's goal. So I was very happy to get the second. Now for Torpy. And this time, it's Caitlin Torpy's goal. No doubt about it. But, no, it's it was a crazy crazy feeling a dream come true and it was just I was so happy to do it in front of home fans. As someone who is unlikely to get to stand in the middle of a sporting field in front of a crowd of 53,000 people and score my first goal for the national team do you hear the crowd in those moments do you feel the love that's coming to you from the stands? I mean yes and no so I I had a bit of a weird epiphany when I was playing because obviously I've never experienced that many fans before that you know you the start of the game and looking around warm up and everything I took it all in I was like oh my gosh this is amazing but then when you start playing you're so focused you don't really feel it but it's like when I scored it was like an electric feeling of okay the fans are there but it was also all how happy the team was and everything it just it was crazy and yeah obviously the crowd makes it so much better. Does it add to the nerves a little bit having that massive crowd or does it kind of do the opposite? 
bit of both. It added to the nerves before the game. But as soon as I got there, it was just like I was living a dream. And I just thought, oh, God, this is a moment that I'm going to, you know, remember forever. And it's a moment that I need to take in and really grab with two hands. And I felt like I did that last night. So, yeah, I was very happy about it. Toby hooks it back. He's going to drop for Haven. And Haven knocks it home from inside the six-yard box. Two goals inside four minutes. Australia are all over Uzbekistan. They're in disarray at the moment. Not coping with the big crowd, the warm night, and it's Australia on fire. Now, something we have to address is that you're wearing the number 20, which is, of course, worn by another goal-scoring Matilda in Sam Kerr. How did you wearing the number 20 come about? Yeah, I've been asked that in every media interview so far, (laughs) which is a lot of fun. But it is a privilege to wear number 20. Obviously, it's a very established number for the Matildas and for Sam. But no, we obviously have to do the numbers of 1 to 22 for an Olympic squad. So someone had to have it. And yeah, they gave it to me, which was, it was cool. But obviously, that number is hers when she gets back. But yeah. You'll have to shuffle up or down the pecking order when Sam comes back. But it was really nice to see the number 20 back in the goals. A familiar feeling for Matilda's fans. The first five goals of last night, Caitlin, were scored by products of the A-Leagues in you and Michelle Heyman. Could there have been a better advertisement for the domestic competition than that? (laughs) Probably not, to be honest. No, it was was cool and it's great for A-Leagues and I guess it's cool to think that players like Michelle and I can be grabbed from the A-Leagues and then be given a shot. So it's a statement for everyone still playing there that, you know, they can do it too. And that the league is still so good and we're ready for the step up because A-Leagues is still a really good league. Left-hand touchline, whipped in towards the minute, just drops under the crossbar, it's not back across goal and Michelle Heyman virtually on the goal line, heads the ball clear and for the first time in an Australian career, Australian career part two. She scored four goals in one game and it's eight, eight goals for the Matildas here in the first half. So yeah, it's great for Michelle. She's obviously a massive goal scoring machine at the moment. She's in form. So I was so happy for her last time. She got, what was it, four goals? I kind of lost count after a couple of them. (laughs) Yep, it was four in the end for Michelle. How has your time in the A-Leagues prepared you for this moment? So you're ready to come into a Matilda squad in the starting 11 and scoring in just your second match. Yeah, it's been a massive thing for me. Um, the A-Leagues and Melbourne City especially has been massive. Torpy makes it three. Melbourne City are running right in Adelaide. And after Torpy set up Gallich for the second, the favour is returned. And Caitlin Torpy has her first goal of the campaign. I wouldn't be where I am without it. It's I've been there for eight years now, but I, I wasn't ready before probably this season, last season, maybe the season before. I wasn't ready before then for the step up, but the last couple of seasons I've pushed myself harder than I ever have before and made me ready for it. And that's why I think when I came into the camp, Tony saw something straight away and gave me the opportunity to start both games. I know she has quality. We've seen it in club. We've seen it in U23. She's selected based on performance. Uh, She's not in here to be developed. She's in here because she's ready to train in our environment. In the first three days, we were very positively surprised how quickly she adjusted to the tempo. Uh, last time I saw a player do that that quickly was when Claire Hunt came in a year ago. So no, the elites have, have been amazing for developing me as a player and it's bittersweet to be leaving it now, but yeah, it's it's a very cool development league and yeah. But if it wasn't for the f- phenomenal job that the clubs do, they couldn't perform like this. So I really want to credit the work that all the clubs are doing with the clubs to prepare them for, for this because it's 
amazing. And if we then can add more investment to those clubs to be given more resources, more time, more professional players, I think we have seen the beginning of Australian football. You touch on the fact that you're leaving Melbourne City, leaving the A-Leagues. That's because you're off to the San Diego Wave for their upcoming season over in the US. It also happened to reportedly set a new Australian outgoing transfer fee. No big deal. How much are you looking forward to getting over to the US? Yeah, another dream come, come through um, for that one and going to the US. An overseas offer like this is a massive dream and I'm very, very excited. And obviously I was always on my list to go and play for one day. So no, I'm very excited to go and I'm very happy that this camp came at the timing it did. Now I have a bit of a look into the step up that San Diego will be similar to. So no, I'm very excited to go. And yeah, it's been a dream come true. Like I said, been a massive few weeks. As you say, it has been a huge couple of weeks. Do you feel any level of expectation and how do you handle that? Uh, yes and no. I, I'm ready for this step up and I think that's the main thing is all of the pressure that's come from it and the expectations. I've been waiting for it for my basically my whole career and like I said, I'm ready now. So I think it's it's a step up but I've been ready for it and, I, and that's why I think, like I said before, that I was able to slot right into the starting team and get some good game time. So, yeah, I'm very, very happy with the week I've had. When you do go over into that new team and a new environment, what do you do to make sure you can sort of fit into those structures and play your best football straight off the top? Oh, yeah, it's hard, but it's a, it's a lot of hard work at the start. Like, even in this environment here, I had to study a few positions and learn a new system for maybe four different positions. So it is, it's a lot of hard work and adjustment, but the quicker you do it, the better you'll come out of it. And that's exactly my plan for San Diego is just to put my head down, work as hard as possible and then grind to get on the starting team. Does having another Aussie over there and Emily Van Egmont help a little bit? Yeah, 100%. And I, I didn't know it before this camp. So the timing of the camp was perfect. And now I've made friends with her and it will be so much easier the transition to go overseas and have a friend in the team who I can rely on. And, you know, like you said before this interview that I can ask for Vegemite or something because <laughs> she's so... She's so Australian, so it'll be a familiar voice with all the Americans. Morse on her heels, Jakobsen, the follow-up in the goal! Ben Edmund is tied up for San Diego! And just like that, San Diego has life. It'll be nice to have that Aussie twang inside the four walls of the club. Yeah, that's for sure. Caitlin Torpy, it's going to be a really exciting few months for you. And for Tilly's fans, we absolutely can't wait. Thanks so much for your time today. No worries. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Headlines. The first test between Australia and New Zealand is underway and New Zealand won the toss and sent the Aussies into bat. It seemed a questionable decision early in the day when the visitors were none for 61, but the Black Caps bowled well and at the time of record had Australian bowlers at the crease. Henry on his way again. It's full to Kawaja. He's knocked him over. Kawaja plays and misses. Henry's gone straight through him. Kawaja rock and roll for 33. And Matt Henry has had a couple of superb spells on the side of lunch. Formula One and Red Bull Racing has cleared its team boss, Christian Horner, of any wrongdoing after an internal investigation. Horner was accused of workplace misconduct by a female employee, but on the eve of the season will be clear to lead the team as they defend both a driver's and constructor's championship. 
And in the NBL, the final series is taking shape. The Tasmanian Jack Jumpers are through to the playoffs against the Perth Wildcats, which is a long flight to be doing for a three-game series. The Illawarra Hawks get another crack at qualifying next week against the New Zealand Breakers, who beat the Sydney Kings last night, which means Melbourne United are just twiddling their thumbs while they wait to see who they'll play. I'm Poppy Penny, and this is ABC Sport Daily, produced by Jason Ford. Thanks to Paramount Plus and CBS for the extra audio used in this episode. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.